It's sexy time. Ooh. Or lack Brains. thereof. Sexy back. <laughs> yeah. Taking sexy Depends away. On <laughs> if you're hormones <laughs> postpartum or. Yeah, we're talking vagina. about. Is this dry Sahara? Postpartum sex can just be like pretty difficult mm-hmm. for most people, mm-hmm. I would say. Either mentally, relationship wise, mm-hmm. physically, mm-hmm. in all the ways. Um, Marcy gives her expertise on the physical side. And we talk about, you know, mental health wise and relationship wise. And we just. And why your vagina feels like there's a million glass fibers in it. Oh, God. Oh, that was very jarring. I know. But yes, it's true. It hurts like a mother. Mm -hmm. So. So there you go. That enjoy feeling validated. Yes. I think you'll I think you guys will feel very validated by this episode. You're not alone. Sex Mm -hmm. is hard. Mm -hmm. The end. The end. See you on the other side. Join motherhood Bye. wellness expert Allison from the Honest Peach and pelvic floor and women's health expert Dr. Marcy at the Down There Doc as they do a deep dive into all things hashtag mom. They add professional expertise, humor, truth, their own experiences, and host expert guests to discuss what the hell is happening during motherhood and how to prioritize your health as a mama. You'll find zero tips on potty training, but we'll learn all the tips on putting yourself and your health and well-being first among pee field sheets and rage cleaning. It's all about motherhood, vaginas, and everything in between. Hashtag no, no mama behind. I can't do it on the spot. Okay. <clears throat> Damn it. This was the same when I when you were gonna do the um nature documentary guy. Oh, I can't do it and I'm on the spot. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about hey. Hey moms. Guess what we're talking about today? (laughs) Sex or lack thereof. Mm, And why? Indeed. And Hold why on. we have I'm a lack just, thereof after having a baby. Hold on. I'm going to shove this bacon mm. and Gruyere, 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 Gruyere. Mm-hmm. egg bite oh. into my face. Yo. Oh, you got it from Bucks? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I got the, 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 the <laughs> I got their blonde roast today, so I'm lit. I got our <gasps> drink got our, today. You got our drink? Yeah. It's kind of chilly here today, so I wanted something hot. Oh, that's nice. It's hot as fucking balls here. Is it still? Yeah, it's Alabama. It's oh, it's always crisp. Hot. I'm wearing my my autumnal collection of sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> Are you basic? Are you a fall basic bitch? No, I don't like pumpkin spice. I don't I- like pumpkin spice either. I feel like I'm the only one on the planet. Okay, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but it's not that I don't like it. Like, it's good, like but it. I'm not like... <gasps> Pumpkins here. No, I don't like that. I don't like pumpkin pie. Oh, I like pumpkin pie. I do. I like a good pumpkin pie. I like a good pumpkin bread. Doesn't it taste like you're eating diarrhea when you eat pumpkin pie? Does it taste like I'm eating what? Diarrhea. Um, no. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Do you mean that from a flavor or consistency standpoint? No, texture. Texture. No, I enjoy a good custard. That's different than pumpkin pie. I oh, know, but I kind of like that. Oh, you oh you like that? that I like that. <laughs> I don't understand the diarrhea reference. Why? Because it's like semi-grainy? It's like soupy almost. No, it's then like... that's not a good pumpkin pie. It should be firm. Oh. Soupy. Maybe I'm this? thinking of just like raw pumpkin puree. Yeah, I mean, basically what you do, you just throw a bunch of puree in a pie can in. <laughs> just <laughs> dump it right in and see what happens. No, I I like pumpkin baked goods, but I don't like pumpkin yeah. lattes. I can get on board with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, like the pumpkin, like cream cheese. 
no, I don't want that. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> I'm an enigma. <laughs> Molly is like so pumpkin. I mean, she texted me September one and she's like, it's fucking pumpkin spice time. And I was like, it's 400 degrees here. She like, she loves it. She I think you it. already said that in an episode. But well, probably I have short term memory loss. I mean, what the fuck? Hi, okay. I'm Marcy. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like every time That's I edit like, these episodes, I'm like, oh, I'm talking about the barn cats again. Oh, I'm talking about Molly. And I Pumpkin literally again. like don't remember what we record until I hear it again, like before it's live. I'm so like, it's, it's, like a, it's like a gift. It's like, ooh, that was funny. <gasps> That's funny. You know, <laughs> do you do this? Like when I listen back to him and it's like been a while, <sighs> I say the same joke like in my head that I say in person. You know what I mean? So like if you said like if you said something and in the podcast, I say like, well, that's you know, I I just like say a little joke in my head. I say that. I'm like, oh, good job. Me. (laughs) I'm very consistent with my comedic timing. There you go. (laughs) Awesome. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I do have (sighs) to admit, though, I I definitely have short term memory loss. I really don't know. This is an episode about pumpkins. (laughs) And, and short term. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> oh my god! Actually, we are talking about sex today. That was not a we joke. Are. We are talking about yeah. sex, and mm-hmm. you know all the things. But before we do that, dun, 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 dun. this Saturday is October second, which is the Women's March. Ooh. So, I want to talk about that for a minute because. Okay. Um, I'm still very upset about SB8. Yep. And I feel Can like you, it's- Do you know what's up with that? I know the DOJ like filed something or other. Like, do you know anything that's going on or is it just the same old shit? Same old shit. I, f- I actually have stopped watching the news. Um, same. That's why I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And turned off all the news notifications on my phone because it was Good. not helping. Therapist it's- Allison demanded that Marcy do that. Yeah. And she finally listened to me. I did. I turned off. I literally turned all of them off. So, which has been good for my mental health for sure. Yeah. And the news, like, I just can't, I can't do it. So, um, I don't really know, which is very irresponsible of me for not, no, um, it's not. being like up to date on that. I but, mean, I had to ask you because I don't know either. So yeah. Yeah. But it's, I have, let heard- me do a quick, Google while you talk about the women's March. Yeah, do it. I have heard some other states are starting to pass similar stuff though. Like I think Arizona did No, or is like trying to, and I mean, I might be lying because I, I get, I like breeze through it. You know what I mean? Like I see something and I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. So Uh, my don't tread on me uterus snake shirt came in the mail. Oh my God. I saw that. I know. My I need to get me one of them. Fuck yeah, you do. Etsy, baby. They're fucking everywhere. I guess I'll just wear my RBG shirt. Yeah, I'm gonna wear my, that shirt and my RBG mask. Um, but I am still very upset about it. Clearly, and um, I don't know if there's like a local march here. I've been trying to find it through the women's March website. I mean, there will be one in DC obviously, but I, I do believe that, um, local they're trying to, you know, do it nationally. So, oh yeah. So I, I just might be doing my own thing. (laughs) I, by myself, Sean is out of town this weekend and it's just me and Ellie and I will March wherever. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. I think I, I mean, I might just like parade by myself and my, <laughs> yeah. And like a sign with my, should kids. we just FaceTime and like record it? Yeah. Like yeah. up just in downtown Auburn. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I did wear my shirt the other day out when I was walking the dog and I got a couple side eyes. Whatever. But you know what? Fuck them. I am who I am. Motherfuckers. Okay. We ain't apologizing for nothing. No. <sighs> How are so, you? To end that, if you live in a place <laughs> where they're doing a women's march, please join. Join and um, tag us. Yeah. Send it to yeah. us. Tag us on your stories and we'll repost that shit. 
oh, we will just repost the crap out of it. Um, but I had someone on Instagram send me this hilarious note about <laughs> all of the sounds that we make her pump made. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because we talk about and that. Like, don't we? I'm just gonna show Marcy this. Like, look at how long it is. She said I, <gasps> I started this note in delirium at 1 a.m. Things my pump says. It's a <laughs> read it to me right now. Cause we talked about this at I'm on Body. I'm right? not gonna say your name. Yeah. I'm no, not no, gonna no. say your name. Let it, it says, go. That's what I thought mine said. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah. So if you listen to I think that was the episode that just came out. Body. About periods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it says things my pump says. Oh my god. Reboot. Wacko. <laughs> Control. <laughs> my pillow. <laughs> what say that one again my pillow my pillow my pillow my pillow raccoon raccoon ragu yeah. ragu yes oh my god i'm having ptsd okay continue baboon baboon plateau plateau got a cramp got a cramp <laughs> oh i was literally crying <laughs> zip code zip code velvet velvet <laughs> hot glue hot glue hot glue <laughs> okay first the fact that she wrote these all down it, i mean she's is, our people she is my people she is our people yes yeah 100 percent. if you guys have anything of this nature my pillow they, i hope my pillow. listeners notice to send us like the weird shit i want to know all of it like send us the weirdest things that you have on your notes and we will appreciate the hell out of it. Oh, my God. oh God. Anyway. Okay. okay. What were we talking about? I don't know. Oh, with me. How are things with me? <laughs> um, What's going on? I am prepping for some weddings. Mm. I know. What are those? In person? Um, yeah. Fun. So uh, we're taking Ellie not like to the wedding, but she's traveling with us to San Diego in late October. Mm. And then Sean and I are going to Mexico. That's right. Just by yourself for his sister's wedding. And I don't, I mean, this has to be related, but literally on my vision board, (laughs) I'm looking at it right now. It has, I put a picture of like what appears to be Mexico, like a resort up there. And like now it's coming true. I'm going to Mexico. I just bought a dress. Oh, for Mexico. It, yeah. It's so beautiful. Aww. And it just, you know, it just I reminds it. me that it's really hard with the postpartum body. Mm. You know? Yeah. It's like everything's just shaped different. Like, I don't remember the mm. last time. I shopped for like a nice dress because mm-hmm. I had a baby and then it was a pandemic. Right, right, right. Like where are you just going? always brings up those things, you know, like you yep. pull up your boobs and you're like, remember when they were smaller and up here? And but you know, it's fine. I mm-hmm. love my body and the things that it did. And yeah, I mean, I guess I'm just kind of like rolling. Good. I'm re- I'm ready for fall. Yeah, I'm ready for fall. I'm ready for Halloween. I love Halloween. Oh, Love. I hate Halloween because it's I so hate fun with kids. I, well, that's true. That's true. But I, I hate scary things. So I've always like, oh, yeah, I don't like scary things either. But oh, okay. Like, so fun. Do you know what your boys are going to be? I've already ordered it. Okay. Transformers. <laughs> Transformers. Do they get to pick? Yeah, they pick. <clears throat> but. Okay. Like they change their mind every day. So I'm just like, yes. that's what it is. And that's it. And you know, whatever. And so I always try to do like theme, you know, cause I yeah. think that's really cute. So, um, Brent, I'm trying to find an, a, uh, adult transformer costume for Brent. That is, um, the bad transformer. And I believe his name is Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> He's the leader of the Decepticons. If I recall correctly. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Those were, those were good. Uh, that was a good franchise. Yeah. Still is. Um, Are you going to so- be Megan Fox? <sighs> no, but that's brilliant. I mean, kind of a good idea. I mean, get like a wig. Oh, man. And like short shorts. Yeah. <laughs> and like bend over a car or something. Yes. 
super Actually, family appropriate. That's You're very... just like waxing your car when trick or treaters come up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, um, I'm looking for Sam Witwicky. Um, no, what I'm gonna do. Oh, this is my vision. Is okay. Okay, are you ready? I'm so ready. Okay. So I got. Um, I'm gonna be dating myself right now, but one of my favorite cartoons as a kid was He Man and She-Ra. Okay, do you know? Bless you. <laughs> what the you hell about, is that? You know about He Man? Do you know about He Man? Mm, no. I literally oh. don't know what that is. Ask Sean if he's probably too young too. But okay, so He Man is a cartoon who is like. I don't even know. Superhero. I'm not really sure. And then he has like a woman. Big fan. <laughs> big fan. <laughs> Superman. I know all about it. He has like a woman. Um, I'm going to fucking show you. I cannot believe that you don't know this. Um, and her name is She-Ra. <clears throat> and she has a horse who um, I was obsessed with as a kid named Swift Wind. And are you serious right now with these two? I'm 100%. This was like an 80s. I'm going to send you this picture right now. This was like an 80s um, cartoon. Oh, I, I mean, I it was got it. so I bad got it right now. Okay. I'm going to send it to you. Hold on. Yeah. It only got 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. He-Man, master of the universe, has to master find a person who, who will carry a magic sword. In the yeah. other dimensional world of Etheria, he has yeah. to find She-Ra, princess of power. Together, mm-hmm. they fight villains and yep. saved a winged horse. Swift wind. So swift wind. <laughs> and so he was like a white horse. And then he became this like her power horse with like wings and a thing. And that was like my oh, favorite and toy. Dante's white. I ordered a She-Ra costume and I'm trying to get some people from the barn to trailer. To do a photo shoot. Yes. To trailer Dante over. Yes. And like w- trick or treat with us and yes. have me on Dante and yes. I'm going to dye his mane and tail orange and then put a unicorn horn on him. And then I'm going to have She-Ra look at the screenshot. I just sent you. I literally was obsessed with She-Ra and Swift when I was a kid. It was my, like I had this like little horn that would take on and off of the horse. Oh, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> Oh, that would be bitching. And Brent's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm thinking about thinking about bringing my big ass horse from the barn and walking it around the streets of our neighborhood. Uh He's he's a big horse, dude. Yes, he is. Do you think he would be okay with a bunch of totems? Yeah. And yes. And it would be like Twilight. You know, with like yeah, the yeah, little yeah. little kids, it wouldn't be like pitch black at night with all the people. But Screaming. I'm trying to see if I can make that work. And Brent's just like, "You're insane." But at part of me, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Yellow, <laughs> dude. And Absolutely. the kids would love that shit. Are you, you know kidding? what I mean? I love Halloween. Fucking okay. love it. Well, now you have to do it. So, anyways, should we um get start, to get get to, to getting get to getting busy? Yeah. Let's get it on. Or not. Unique, I'd rather just go to bed. That's that's a unique talent of mine. What? I can pretty much come up with a song for any situation. You know? Pretty sure that was Marvin Gaye's song. That wasn't yours. <laughs> you think I was trying to take credit for Marvin Gaye's classic <laughs> hit? Let's listen, get it on. Listen, no, you... I meant like come up, like recall a song. Oh. Related oh, 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 to oh. whatever we're talking about. <laughs> You're like, I'm almost positive that's a song. A famous one at that. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, sex (sighs) after baby. Sex after baby. So what the fuck, man? Well, what was your experience like? Um, personally, (laughs) (laughs) no, professionally. When I was turning tricks on the side, (laughs) being a a sex worker, hard to get my clients back. I must say, with my big vagina, breathe. Um, yes, personally, I personally, mean, you don't have to go like too personally, but you yeah, know, generally speaking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was not in any physical or mental space at six weeks to like be ready to have sex Same. again. Um, and many people are, and that's great. And you know, many people aren't, and that's fine too. 
but I was not, um, <clears throat> I didn't want anything coming near my vagina. And in fact, I was like thinking, you know, it, am I the only one that was there during the birth? You know, like, do you remember what just came out of me? There's no way that something is going back in anytime soon already. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I wasn't like, I didn't love it. And then it did hurt for a while with Jonathan and I knew why, and we'll talk about that. Um, and I was able to kind of, um, you know, make that better from what I know as a PT. And then, you know, then it was totally fine after, um, I worked on it. And then with Will, I had that like weird healing stuff and some yeah. granulation tissue and I had to get injections and get horm- use hormones and stuff. So I wasn't really having sex for a while after that because it just was like a car accident down there. But, um, yeah. but yeah, for, I just think like from a mental standpoint too, it, I mean, I was just so fucking tired, you know, and yeah. I didn't want, I was like touched out you know, especially with Will, when I had two baby, two young kids and they were both napping and Will was like such a shitty sleeper and eater. And I was just so fucking tired. You know, yeah. I'm like the thought of moving my body <laughs> yeah, in any plane. I yeah. just was like, I, I just want to lay here in the dark with like my eye mask and my earplugs in. Yeah. For me, it was mostly well, one, I mean, physically, I wasn't yeah. healed down there until like four months. So yeah, sure. there's pretty much no, no entrada um, until then. But even, you know, once that, once I was like physically cleared, I was still super dry from breastfeeding yeah. down yeah. there. Yeah. Um, we'll and, talk about why in just a minute. Yeah. And I just like, it was less about being tired physically and more tired mentally, you know, like, yeah, I feel like for women, like we need like intimacy. We need to like, you know, dudes can just like roll over and like get Ugh. turned on. Like for me, it was like, I don't want to like, I don't feel sexy. I don't yeah. want to like, you know, I can't Go put on it. like any cute things because like my milk's everywhere. And yeah. Yeah. It was just like, it was the last thing on my list. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Which and I think that, is the case for a lot of moms. hundred percent. And I think it, that's, that's hard for partners sometimes too, because they don't really understand what's happening and what we're going through. Although there were a lot of nights, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm eating an apple. With peanut butter. Why was that so close to the camera? Because I had to, <laughs> I had to move it around the microphone. <laughs> oh my God, you guys! Oh yeah, I'm very meticulous in my bites. <laughs> okay. Anyways, anyway, Sean a number of times was like, "Dude, I get it. Like, I'm tired as fuck too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like sometimes I just want to come home and crash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I will say, like, they will rally." Oh, I mean, if you, if you were like, but I'm feeling so, you know, frisky, they'd be like, okay, I'm fine. I'm oh, second, second a wind thousand percent, but not the other way around. No, 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 no. Like if no. I come on to him, I've literally said this to him. I'm like, listen, I can come on to you when you don't want it and you have to, but it's not true the other way around. <laughs> and he was comfortable with that. But does he ever not want it though? That's what I'm saying. It's like, no, he would men- never deny it. But women, we reserve the right to deny it. Yeah. And it's not any sort of, and this was like something that was interesting, you know, too. It's like, it's not personal, you know, it's not no. like, I, it's not like, I don't think that my partner's sexy anymore. I no. don't, you know, it's just like the physical, <laughs> yes. like the buildup and like, yes. the, you know, it's like, you just, sometimes you're like, I just can't, like, I, I can't even, I just can't, I just can't, I just can't even do that. Yeah. And I and no, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say this is probably going to get me in trouble, but I remember um, I'd like not walk around naked. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, I don't, because like if 
Oh, I don't want him to think that. Yeah, if my husband saw me naked, he'd be like, ooh, baby, come here. And I'd be like, no. So like right after the shower, I'd like quickly put on my jammies or whatever, you know, because like if I walked out with like glistening towel and like my husband would be reading or doing something on his phone and make yourself the least desirable you've yeah, ever because like if i'm already have if i'm already naked you know he's like you're already naked I'm like this? yeah <laughs> it's like yeah oh. so i'd be like you know or i'd try not to like bend over to pick up yeah. my jammies on the floor <laughs> if i was naked you know because then all of a sudden i'd be like i'd look up and he'd be like hey hey why don't you come on over here? that the eyebrow raise come That's here a hot to tip, me actually come here to me yeah don't hot tip naked. is just just wear big baggy clothing that doesn't and matter. okay <laughs> Not, <I'm... laughs> if I, show, I like, mean like for me though yeah, like yeah, yeah. I don't you know like if I'm mm-hmm. looking cute I'm like okay and let's talk about why the vagina is so dang dry when okay. you're breastfeeding sandpaper um because mine felt like little daggers Oof. were yeah. just yeah that's gnarly yeah mm-hmm. yeah So this is something that I lovingly refer to as sandpaper vagina. And this happens from a hormonal component, um, the dryness. So I think we've talked about this kind of briefly, but what happens after we have a baby and after we deliver the placenta and as our milk starts to come in, our bodies suppress estrogen production because the whole point is not to get pregnant right away. And so we can continue to make milk in proper quantities and nourish Mm -hmm. and feed and keep this baby alive. Mm -hmm. So ovulation kind of shuts down. And what happens is that the vaginal mucosa and the labia and the vulva and the opening to the vagina and all of that kind of area that's already sore and bruised and swollen and, you know, has stitches and all the hemorrhoids and all the things because there's not estrogen kind of floating around the tissue starts to become, um, what we call atropic or, um, thinner. It shrinks a little bit. It becomes very fragile. There's a ton of receptors in that area for estrogen and, um, those tissues love estrogen. They love to bind to estrogen. Estrogen makes the tissues fluffy and plump and lubricated mm-hmm. and robust and pink and like just really um it's basically nature's way of saying don't have sex right now yeah 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 i mean that makes sense yeah right yeah i feel like our i feel like that like our bodies are that smart insanely smart mm-hmm. yeah evolution is yeah. something that works um <laughs> That darn Darwin was up to something. <laughs> I mean, you know? he was right. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so we say, so actually what the vulva looks like in a mama or birthing person who's breastfeeding is very similar to what it looks like in somebody who has gone through menopause. Mm-hmm. Um, because in menopause, we our reproductive system stops working, right? We don't have estrogen. And so we have like atropic vaginitis and the tissue be- can become super, super dry. Um, you can get a lot of like micro tearing, you know, some bleeding. Um, it doesn't feel good when that tissue is dry to either like wipe with, you know, toilet paper. It's like, you know, like very like frictiony. Yeah. Flashbacks. I know. Even when I would like walk around or like try to exercise. Yeah. Like, did you feel like your labia were like sticky? Like my labia, like stuck together. They're like stuck together. No, I know what you mean, <laughs> no. but it was <laughs> no, there was no Elmer's glue nearby. Um, no, like mine was putty. just mine was just more like dry and like irritated, almost yeah, like yeah, cha- yeah. chafing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Really? Yeah. yeah, for sure. And when you try to put something into the vagina, like a penis or a vibrator or you know whatever you use for vaginal penetration. And that tissue is very dry and fragile. That's going to hurt. I mean, it's just like, can't Mm -hmm. go in there. Mm -hmm. Um, So the hormonal component is one big one. Um, And there's a couple ways to, to deal with that. One is 
to um, see if you are appropriate for uh, like a topical estrogen or a suppository of estrogen and not everybody is appropriate for it. And um, you know, it's definitely something that your doctor will prescribe and, but that can help a lot from like a local standpoint, you know, cause yeah, you're that helped putting, me so much. Oh my, it's like, ma- it's magic. And it was, I only had to use it like once a week. Yeah. yeah it you was don't... very easy to use. Like, yeah. And it yeah. doesn't, doesn't really affect your milk supply. And it just is like designed to kind of work on those tissues there. And it's basically I mean, estrogen and cream form, right? Correct. Yes. You can get a gel or a cream yeah. or like a suppository. I did Premarin, which is a same. So but mine was a suppository though. It wasn't the cream. Yeah. It I was like a, the, up, yep. up and up in there. Um, yep. And I remember like when I was doing that, I was thinking, man, when I go through menopause, like I'm just going to eat this shit. Like, absolutely. Like put- I, I still have my tube and I'm like, I wonder yeah. if this will stay good forever, forever. I know. I'm yeah. like, just give me and just I'll bathe in that shit. Cause mine was expensive, dude. I know that's a whole nother fucking problem too, but like, yeah, it is free expensive. Viagra, but you have to pay $200 for Premarin. Mm-hmm. The patriarchy. Yeah. And that's that actually, is, the patriarchy really is fucking us up. Always. Always. Mm-hmm. Um, who said that? And that, <laughs> did you hear that? Um, and the difference is, is that Premarin and Estrace and that estrogen cream after baby can actually help healing. It's not just to like yes. make your tissues feel better. You yes. know, yes, it's not just to because like God lubricate. forbid we just feel better and have lubrication. <laughs> right, right. No, it's, but a hundred percent. It actually that. helps with healing that yep. area and that incision and. Viagra doesn't really heal anything. Mm. Mm. Just throwing that out there. Let's think about it. Okay. But um, yeah, so that's one thing. So sometimes what can happen is once we start to have kind of consistent cycles back and either our breast milk starts to, um, like the quantity starts to decrease, we either wean our babies, um, you know, maybe when the babies are sleeping through the night and you're not feeding as much, we start to see ovulation kind of happen more consistently. And, And once we have periods back, that hormonal component um, to pain and dryness will decrease a little bit. It's not like a hundred percent. I mean, a lot of birthing persons still have vaginal pain, um, you know, years after having a baby. Um, but the horm- that one tiny little hormone piece uh, can, yeah. can kind of be mediated by that. Um, so, and I think that plays into like when I was thinking about stopping breastfeeding because mm-hmm. I was absolutely miserable. It wasn't, it wasn't just, it wasn't just like breastfeeding itself. It was like the consequences of it, which I remember I still have it in my notes on my phone, like the pros and cons of like stopping breastfeeding. Cause I was like really wrestling with it. And yeah. Um, when I stopped, my everything healed. My constipation got better. My vagina finally healed. Yeah. Um, and you know, it just sucks because I, I know a lot of women don't know that. Right. You know, like the only reason I knew that was because I I went to pelvic floor PT. Right. And she told Um, you about it and she was like, Oh, this is why this is like, you're not broken. (laughs) Yeah. And she said, well, just so you know, you know, this clears up a lot of the time if you stop breastfeeding. And so it was very much like, here's just information. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. well, you should stop breastfeeding. Right, 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 heal. right, right. But that sort of bolstered my argument Decision with myself yeah. Yeah, for stopping because I was yeah. like, oh, my physical health is causing me a lot of mental health issues. So if I stop breastfeeding, that will also help that. You know? Right. And that's informed decision-making because you have Correct. all the facts and you can decide what is best for you and your body and your mental health mm-hmm. when you're presented with facts and data. It's mm-hmm. not opinion. It's just mm-hmm. facts. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that felt very empowering for you and also relieving in a way because it's information <laughs> and totally. information is power, you know? It kind of pissed me off too, because I was seeing my OB, like I said, like I was making appointments, like somebody fucking help me, please. They didn't refer me to PT. I referred myself. Yeah, they never do. Um, 
and no one said like they never said anything like I don't know you should just you should have those facts like you should know the link between the two just 100% just so that you can like factor it into your decision making you know what did they say about it when you said you were having vaginal pain like what was the what was the answer and the treatment um they looked at it they okay. said, yeah, it looks like it's, you know, pretty dry, which can happen um, with with breastfeeding. OK, but it wasn't like there's a solution. It was like, mm. oh, yeah, that's normal. Mm. Yeah. And I knew about Premarin because my PT told me about it and she couldn't mm. prescribe. But then yeah, I made an appointment okay. with my OB and asked for Premarin. And they were like, oh, yeah, we can we can do that. Like. Okay, so then why didn't you tell me about it? Yeah, I know. And that's the problem too. And I think we talked, we've talked about this before with some of our guests and on and on previous episodes about women having and this time in their life, this like acute postpartum time when there's like so much going on, right? Super that we, vulnerable. Super yeah. vulnerable. You're not sleeping. You're taking like it's this huge transition into this new role. Like, what the fuck? Your body is like recovering. And then now we also have to. <clears throat> like take, like be Advocate the CEO for ourselves. Yeah. yeah, of our healthcare, and we have yeah. to self-diagnose, and we have to do all this shit when, like, we're not trained to fucking do that. Like, especially we shouldn't have to do that anyways, but mm-hmm. we shouldn't be having to fucking do that when you're like up at three in the morning making lists on your goddamn phone. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just and how, like we pay a lot of money in for insurance, insurance for medical care, like. So why aren't we getting the care? Like, why are we getting the bare minimum? I know. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my experience with sandpaper vagina. Yeah. Sandpaper vagina. It's like, it's definitely a big one. Um, Which is, it's one of those things though, that nobody effing talks about. I know. I mean, that could be no idea. No idea. I mean, that could be a 10 minute. And I talk about this in my birth prep courses and my postpartum. Like I spend an entire week in my postpartum course on return to sex and why sex is painful and what to Mm -hmm. do about it. Like a, a full week. Yeah. On that. And you can have, and I also talk about it in my birth prep courses too. I mean, if you're in a childbirth class at a hospital, chances are they're not talking about this shit and they're not telling you what to do about it or what. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. But that could be a 10 minute conversation. Yes. You know, like, and not just a brochure or paper. No, no. I mean, that's a whole nother thing. Um, Okay. So hormone stuff is one. And then another reason why sex is painful from like a pelvic floor standpoint is that if you had any sort of tearing or instrumental delivery, like forceps, vacuum, episiotomy, anything like mm-hmm. that, that adds just another level of um, this trauma. Trauma, yeah, to I the mean, area, to the area, yeah. And we tend to see more uh, kind of significant lacerations or tears when we have vacuums or forceps. Um, so if those things had to be used and if there was any sort of tearing, even just like a grade one tear up to like a grade four. So grade three and four, you have to, um, have these, uh, repaired in the OR and we're, we're going to have a whole episode on tearing and that sort of thing, but Ooh, exciting. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, on episiotomies and tearing in the history and all that stuff. Um, but that's a, that's a, traumatic injury to muscle, to nerves, to skin, to fascia. I could imagine there's a lot of nerves down there. A ton of nerves. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For multiple. It kind of reminds me of like the tongue. It is. And interesting that you say that. Have you heard of, do you know about the homunculus? Have you heard about this? Have we talked about this? I know the word. It's okay. Wait, wait. No, tell me. Okay. Damn it. So our body parts are mapped out on our brain. Okay. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one side for sensory and one for motor, which is like movement. And that mapping is called the homunculus. Mm-hmm. And the genitals and the mouth and the hands have a larger area of brain dedicated to them because we have more nerve endings there. We use them more. And it's very interesting because like people who have had strokes 
see or phantom limb pain. Yeah. Phantom limb pain. Uh, no, not for strokes, but hold on. I just lost my train of thought. (laughs) Not for sure. So people who have had strokes will have, like, if they lose control of one side of their body, the, uh, that area of the brain will actually get smaller. Like that real estate will get smaller because they're not using it, but the other side will get bigger and, so- and sometimes kind of cross over. Um, and people who are like professional pianists, like play mm-hmm. the piano have more space in their brain dedicated to their fingers. Right. Cause they're like using them a lot. Yeah. So where the genitals and the mouth are on the brain, there's just like this kind of big space for them. So when we have pain and when we have persistent pain, that area in the brain sometimes gets like muddied. Like it kind of, there's a lot of like crossover. Yeah. So having a tear, the point of this is that having a tear, having a traumatic area there, there is a neural connection. There's like a central nervous system connection there to trauma, to the tissue. It's like having a surgery on your shoulder. Okay. It's like cutting muscle on your shoulder. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. So you will have not always, but most likely have persistent pain and muscle dysfunction and scar tissue that becomes very restricted and tight nerves that are hypersensitive, you know, reflexive guarding, because when something hurts, we protect it. It's our brain's you know, protective mechanism. If we break our ankle, it hurts. That's why we don't walk on it, you know, that sort of thing. So So muscle, you know, injury, nerve, um, hypersensitivity, scar tissue problems, um, central nervous system connection to persistent pain, all of those things play into why that area will be painful for longer, especially after breastfeeding stops or when you have consistent periods back. Um, and then the third, so pelvic floor muscle stuff, um, hypersensitivity hormones, and then any sort of like bowel bladder, um, Mm. and like scar tissue problems. So it, it really is like a combination kind of, of all of these factors that make the perfect storm to have physical limitations for intercourse. And I'll end with this part and then we can talk, talk about some other things, but cesarean deliveries are not protective of pelvic floor dysfunction. Yeah. So a lot of times mamas and birthing persons who have cesareans are oftentimes surprised that they have vaginal pain or that they have problems with tolerating insertion, whether it's a penis or a tampon or a cup or whatever the hell it is because of all of those factors, scar tissue stuff, where the tissues are in the brain on the homunculus, pelvic floor hypertonicity, the load of pregnancy, just those muscles carrying a baby around for nine months, going through a surgery, you know, constipation after surgery, how you're moving around, like all of those things play into it. Um, and especially if you're on narcotic pain medication after having a cesarean that will contribute to constipation and bowel problems, which can perpetuate, uh, pelvic floor problems and vaginal pain. Yeah. And, and, rant. And, and rant rant. Yeah. I mean, and from the, you know, those are all like the physical aspects mm-hmm. of why it can be difficult, which, you know, obviously if we're fighting against this, like long held thought of like women pleasing men, right? Like it's reinforced in media. It's like, like, I know a lot of us don't feel that way. Like, yeah, like, like in our core, you know, but it's always there. It's that Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, it's a duty, right? It's cultural norms, right. That like, maybe we don't personally believe, but we're aware of them Mm -hmm. and they influence us. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I think a lot of moms probably have sex too soon because they feel bad because their partner, you know, is like, hello, like Mm -hmm. let's have sex again. Um, and so I think a lot of women do it too soon. I know personally, I've dealt with clients who have said it it hurts, but they don't want to tell their partner. Mm, Yeah. I see that. Um, yeah. Which, you know, is awful because that can, that's just so hard. And that I think plays into like, well, he needs it. You know, like, mm-hmm. like he needs this. So I'll sacrifice my pain so mm-hmm. that he can feel good. Um, 
And so, I mean, one, there are many ways to be intimate besides penetration. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I call it outer course. Yeah, dude. Like some grinding, like, well, that might not work for everyone, but you know, like there are other ways of pleasure. And also this is why it's so important to have a good solid foundation in your relationship because if it's all about sex all the time and then sex is taken away, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, what's, what left? do we do? Yeah. That's um, interesting. So yeah. I think that's kind of a shock to the system for a lot of couples because I see a lot of times couples who, you know, fight like cats and dogs, but their sex mm-hmm. life is like amazing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so then when they have kids, all of this stuff is sort of highlighted that maybe mm-hmm. they could have gotten away with before kids or mm-hmm. like, Mm-hmm. So it can just bring up a lot more personally, like mm-hmm. relationally. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have had any sexual trauma in your past, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. birthing a human, having mm-hmm. a bunch of people like looking at mm-hmm. you, spread eagle, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. let alone painful sex, especially mm-hmm. if it was like, you know, rape or something that was forced. Yep. Yep. So, you know, I just think that it's a really, really vulnerable time already. Yeah. And then you add that on to it and it's like, (sighs) yeah. And I think it's interesting, you know, to touch on what you said about, you know, some, some people do it too early. And I think what happens is that because we don't know, we get the green light. Right. And then we're like, okay, great. Because like, it might not be hurting just sitting there. You know what I mean? You might be feeling good, but you haven't put anything in the vagina yet because they've said, don't put anything in your vagina for six weeks. Right. And then you go and they're like, Hey, your vagina is sick. Yeah. Yeah. Your vagina is okay now. Like, yeah, put it in, put it in. Yeah. Um, and so then you're like, great. Okay. I'm like time to have sex. And then you attempt it and you're like, what the fuck? Like this is not working. It hurts like blah, blah, blah. And yeah, so like, that's, oh, this is nice. Ah, yeah. Oh my God. I want to, why is my vagina on fire? Um, but like, they don't prep you for that. I mean, yeah. they might, and they might say like, oh, here's some lube if you need it. I mean, what I got, and I know this stuff. Okay. Cause this is my job. But what I got from the midwife after Jonathan was she just handed me two samples of the worst lube ever. Like I don't even use it in the clinic or recommend it at all. Gave me two like sample packets of that. And she was like, here you go. You need this probably. And I was like, okay. And that was her explanation. And if you haven't used lube before and you haven't needed to use lube before, chances are you won't use it because you don't know that you need to now. Yeah. Yeah. And then if somebody just gives you lube, you're just gonna be like, okay. And you just like leave it in your car or whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, you're not, you don't know how to use it. You don't know why you need it. And you don't know what type to get. I feel like a lot of people think lube is just like for getting freaky, you know, like, yeah. like they think of lube as like, you just need it for like butt sex, you know? Oh, like, I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, no, it's for all things. No, I, I, I know, but I feel like I felt that way about lube for a long time. Oh, I was really? like, well, why do I need lube? Like, Oh, I've always used it. Like if you're, you know, like mm-hmm. if you're trying to do something a little freaky and you need a little more mm-hmm. friction, um, less friction, less friction. Yes. Thank you. That's, That's like the back to front. <laughs> yeah. Don't wipe back to front unless you want a UTI. <laughs> Whoopsie. Whoopsies. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just, and you know, yeah. it just came up when you were talking about the OB talking about sex, like who knows their comfort levels talking about sex. Mm, so like true. maybe they get weird and awkward talking about it and they're just kind of like, here's some lube. Yeah. Or if it's a nurse, you know, yeah. Yeah. And we do, we have an episode coming up, um, where we talk to an OB about this and like how those appointments are structured and, you know, kind of the limitations on their end. So that's really interesting too, to kind of hear it from the other side. Um, yeah. So why don't we give them some tips from both of our ends? So why don't you give some tips you touched okay. a little on it, but give your, give some tips on the physical side of how to make it more comfortable. And then yeah. I will give some mental health okay. tips. Okay. So first thing is, um, good quality lube and lots of it. Copious. What, it, what is good quality lube? So I like 
for postpartum skin, I like water-based versus silicone or oil-based. Um, I prefer a water-based lube over coconut oil for, for lots of different reasons we can talk about at another time, but water-based lube brands that I like, um, are good, clean love. Um, I, I use slippery stuff in the clinic. That's another kind of staple for pelvic floor PTs. Um, and the other one that I like is what's the other one that I like? What is it called? Molly. (laughs) She's not here. Let me text her really quick. Hold on. Molly. Hold on. Molly, not mom. Molly. <laughs> wow, Molly answers that quick too, huh? What type of lube do I like besides <laughs> good clean love? Who doesn't okay. ask their assistant? Assistant that, yeah. Hey, what kind of lube do I like again? <laughs> she said she was so funny. I was, I'm doing this campaign with this vibrator company. I've done a couple with them before, and the first time they sent me she was like coordinating it for me. And she texted me. She's like, okay, so I ordered your vibrator. I got you the big one. You're welcome. <laughs> and it was like two weeks after I hired her and I was like, yes. and then yesterday we had our meeting and she, I'm doing another campaign with them. And she was like, um, let me know when your vibrator arrives. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Oh thank you. my God. Anyways. Okay. So cool job. She's the best. Okay. So when I get this back, I'll tell you. So, um, slippery stuff, good, clean love. And then mystery lube number three, Yep. but water-based yep. because water-based dries like water. So it won't dry sticky. And that's oh, yeah. really important for postpartum skin because you don't want more stickiness. You want like slick <laughs> stickiness. Um, and you want to apply the lube on your partner or whatever is going into the vagina on the outside and around like where any sort of tearing or repair was done. And then you want to put the lube inside the vagina. So like get a, um, like a t- infant Tylenol thing, like the plunger Stop syringe. Stop it. Yeah. I've told you this. Squirt it up your vagina. Put it in the vagina. Yeah. So like lube acts as a way, as like a, not like a moisturizer. It doesn't absorb in. It sits on top of the tissue. Like it just kind of hangs out there and makes like an ice skating rink. Right. So you want to put lube like everywhere. And if you only put it on your partner, only put it on the opening when whatever's going into the vagina goes in, it like comes, Mm. you know what I mean? It comes Mm -hmm. off. So you want something on the inside also. And that I think is a huge um, key. Oh, Molly's texting me back. I see the dancing dots. Coconut. Yes. Thank you. Coconut. Coconut. Okay. Um, So real quick about that. Yeah. Talk about an intimacy killer. Like, hang on, babe. Let me get my syringe. I know. (laughs) I know. Uh, But I mean, if you just keep it next to the bed, yeah. And yeah, you're yeah. like, if your partner is putting lube on herself or himself or themselves, and I mean, it takes literally two seconds to just like yeah. squirt lube up in your vagina. So like, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. I mean, a little bit of spontaneity is kind of like, I mean, forfeited sex is real when you're, yeah. When and you have like, kids. And honestly, like your partner likes, I mean, partners like to watch you do things. <laughs> So, you know, <laughs> like, right. I mean, they like, they want to be like a part of that and, and they don't want to hurt you. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. Like so make like, it a fun game. Flip a coin. Who gets to squirt? Who gets to squirt this in my vagina? You're like, are we using slippery stuff today? Or are we using coconut? <laughs> Pick which one. What's behind door number? Whoopsie. Whoopsie. Um, so yeah, so I think that's really important. And then the other thing to think about are, um, reapply as often as needed throughout sex. Like you don't just have to do it at the beginning, like keep going. Um, and I think that's really important and there's, you know, nothing wrong with that. And it not only helps the tissue, but it also helps your, you from like, not doing that reflexive guarding stuff, feeling safe and in control. Also, it feels better. Feels really good. Like Especially it, for outer course. Yeah, that's what I mean. It like enhances yeah, everything. Little yeah, a little bit of clockwise, counterclockwise. Seven. Seven. Little wax on, wax off. Two, two, two. 
<laughs> Other eat two, what? Um, <laughs> so, and then I give in my postpartum course, like I said, I have a whole week on this and we talk about what to do for scar tissue, what to do for pelvic floor stuff, how to talk about this with your partner, how to use vaginal dilators and wands and vibrators and all the things to help with the tissue side of things. Um, so if you're interested, get in that course yeah. foundations, build a better, it. build a better core. Love it. So what's your mental health wise, like relationship wise, I think it's really important um, for you to talk about all these things. Right. So I know um, a lot of couples think that desire is just something that should be there. Like the ability to connect Mm -hmm. and have good sex is just something like if you love one another and you're married, that it should just always naturally happen. And if you have to work on it, that that means there's a problem. And which is the truth is (laughs) it needs to be Esther Perel talks about this. She's a really good sex therapist. Um, It needs to be cultivated and nourished and things change. Your bodies change. You know, you'll Mm -hmm. go through different seasons um, mm-hmm. in your marriage or partnership. And mm-hmm. I think the best thing that you can do is talk to your partner because let's say a mom doesn't say anything about her pain. She's having an awful time during sex, but is like faking it to mm-hmm. like, you know, and her partner doesn't know. And I'm sure if she told him, he'd be like, Oh my God, why didn't you tell me? Tell me. Right. You know, right. like I wouldn't yeah. have. So I think communication is key. Um, mm-hmm. But I know a lot of couples have trouble talking Mm -hmm. about sex. It's a really vulnerable thing. Even Mm -hmm. with your sexual partner, it's super vulnerable to talk about sex. 100%. Um, So I think talking about it and, you know, really digging deep and thinking about, you know, I, do I feel the need to have sex because I feel like I should. Mm. Right. So mm-hmm. I say to my moms all the time, like, stop shooting all over yourself. <laughs> like, do I want it or do I need it? Not right. should. So like, I want to have sex, but right. it hurts. Okay. So I'll go see a public floor PT. I'll get some really good lube. You know, yeah. I'll take care of the stuff on that end and then we can ease into it. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest thing you can do is be open and honest with your partner and your providers mm-hmm. about it. And include your partners if you feel comfortable with that in like treatment sessions and in the mm-hmm. courses. And all. I mean, I've had tons of partners come in into sessions mm-hmm. and, you know, they just, I mean, most of them, I mean, there are a handful that, you know, unhealthy relationships and not like super yeah. great, but the majority of partners, I mean, they love you, right? Like they, they, they love you. They want you to be okay. They want to do this. They want you to enjoy being intimate with Mm -hmm. them. They don't want you to be in pain. They don't want to be causing you pain. Like they, they they're on this journey with you. And, and oftentimes it's, you know, very, it's kind of, I mean, for me, I love it because I just love to see that type of, you know, relationship. But at the same time, it's like the woman or the birthing person who's dealing with the pain is like feeling so supported on both ends. Like she has Mm -hmm. me as a therapist and then she has her partner in there and then the partner's like invested and she, and they're also hearing it from a professional, right? It's not just like her trying to relay the information and being like, well, I don't know, like, this is what she said is happening. And it's like that pressure is off of her. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, there's somebody else that is explaining this. um, For sure. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's all for Toast. today, folks. Yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about postpartum sex again because there's lots I mean. of things that we can dive into. But yes, you're not alone. Sex nope. is is really hard after baby for all the reasons. And if you want to share your story about like or any tips or your favorite lube mm. or what did or didn't help you postpartum, email us. No mama left behind the podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Rate, review, and you download. Guys, we love reading reviews. Let's Another. read a review. Oh, okay. I love reading reviews. I do too. That makes me happy. Makes me happy. Okay. So. 
I'll just read a couple. This is from Natasha. Keeps me laughing is her subject. Five stars. I have been binging this. It's amazing and hilarious and relatable. 10 out of 10. Do recommend. Oh, thanks, Thanks, Natasha. Natasha. We love you. Um, One more is from Night Runner. One. Oh. She says, thank you for bringing comedy and lightness to the many topics in relation to childbirth, postpartum, etc. You rock. Thank you and good night. Exclamation good night. Point. I love that sign off. <laughs> Thank you and good night. <laughs> we love reviews and reviews also help us um, so that we can keep on bringing you guys all of the things you need to know about postpartum and beyond. Yay. Hey, Adam LB. No, I left mine. <laughs> See you on the other side. Bye. Sign Bye. Off. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> The Down There Docs online programs help you actually enjoy motherhood and the postpartum journey because let's face it, motherhood and wrangling your kids is hard enough without having to be constantly thinking about your bladder or your pelvic floor. Whether you are currently pregnant, two hours postpartum, two weeks postpartum, or eight years after baby, it's time you finally give yourself the opportunity to be taken care of. The Down There Docs online programs will give you quick, easy, actionable exercises, information, and necessary tidbits. So you can not only go into your delivery clear-headed and confident, but you can start recovering quicker and easier. And you aren't thinking about your pelvic floor coming in to ruin the party. You'll learn things like proper pelvic floor exercise, safe tummy workouts, how to get back under the sheets with your boo without pain or stress, and how to actually prepare for delivery to give yourself the best chances possible to reducing significant tearing and trauma to your pelvic floor. Join hundreds of women in a private, safe, and fun community along with a team of medical providers that actually have your back and are rooting for you. It's like combining your besties with your medical team. What could be better? Join now if you're pregnant or if you're at any stage postpartum for 20% off using code NMLB20 at thedownthereDoc.com for 20% off any single course or bundled program. That's NMLB20 at www.thedownthereDoc.com for 20% off any single course or bundled program. See you in there.